1: Moo, mad cow, mad cow, mad
0: cow, mad cow, line, dance, song. Hey, SunGuy Nation, welcome to the show on another Friday afternoon. SunGuy with you as normal. Some show notes before we jump into things with our guests today. If you're looking for some professional wrestling tonight, WCW in Indianapolis, Indiana. Blop House also in Indianapolis tonight, FGW in Hamilton, Ohio, and Game Changer Wrestling happening in Las Vegas, Nevada. Tomorrow night, you can find me at Versus Pro Wrestling in Las Vegas, Nevada, also Dark Arts Wrestling happening in Las Vegas, AACW in Kokomo, Indiana, CMFX in Lafayette, Indiana, WFW in Connorsville, Indiana, WWA in Bowling Green, Kentucky, DFEW in Dwight, Illinois, HCW in Terre Haute, Indiana, NWF in Covington, Kentucky, ALW in Orlando, Florida, NLPW in Dunn, North Carolina, CCW in Pompano Beach, Florida, and CPW happening in Arlington, Washington tomorrow. Also, Sunday, if you're looking for some wrestling, IPW in Richardson Park, Illinois, and Derby City in Louisville, Kentucky. So get out there, support your local independence. Right now, I want to bring our guests on the line right now. We have with us the AOD, the Angel of Death, and the Reaper, Devon Riker. They are collectively known as Grim Reality. Gentlemen, welcome to the show.
1: Thank you for having us. Thank you for having us. We appreciate it.
0: Hey, how you doing? Doing really well. And since it is your first time with us, I'm going to start the both of you out with our traditional first-timer question. I'll start with the angel of death here. How did you get into the business of professional wrestling?
1: Uh, I grew up being a fan. I've watched... Countless matches, predominantly WWE, TNA, known now as Impact, and went into collegiate wrestling after high school. After and while in college, I just made the decision to be a professional wrestler. I've been in the business for about eight months now, and I'm loving
0: every second of it. Reaper, what about you? How did you get involved in the business? So it's kind of a funny
2: story. The first thing I ever wanted to be was a wrestler, and then for a little while I let that dream die, but I have a roommate, and he was going to go train to become a pro wrestler, and I said, hey, you know what, why don't I give that a try? I was a college athlete as well, played football, wrestled in college, or high school, so I just figured I'd give it a try. I've always enjoyed it, and yeah, I've been wrestling for about a year now.
0: Two of you, no matter how you slice it, are going to be considered rookies in professional wrestling times. The first couple of years can be eye-opening as far as what you go into the business expecting versus the realities you face. AOD, what about you? Did you... Notice a lot of things were completely different than what you expected them to be once you started wrestling, or was this a lot more closer to what you had anticipated?
1: I say it's a little bit more closer to what I anticipated. Um, I didn't re- like uh, when I coming in, I didn't really know like the back, you know, the top guys in the locker room, the top guys that run the business. Like I didn't understand that part of it. Um, but really, just being a student of the game, and as a teenager, watching, going to shows, and starting to understand, and just paying attention to the little things—if that makes sense—it
0: does for sure. Reaper, what about you? Did you have anything eye-opening as far as what you would expect when you started versus what the reality of the situation is? Um,
2: I feel like it's it's pretty much what I had expected. It's a little different, uh, but nothing that I couldn't get used to pretty quickly. Like I said, I've always played organized sports and stuff like that. And at the end of the day, it's really the same thing. It's just an organized sport. So it, I expected it to be the way that it is. Uh,
0: you two are out of the... Michigan area, which has a very long history in professional wrestling, dating decades back to the territory days when the original Sheik was promoting in and around Detroit. Uh, Georgia Championship Wrestling would occasionally go up into Michigan. Of course, once the WWF went national, uh, they would go into Michigan, WCW, there's been a lot of in, in it wrestling in and around Michigan. Do you study the history of professional wrestling in your home area and kind of have a working knowledge of what came before you? We'll start with AOD. To be
1: honest, uh, no, I haven't. But I'm always open to learning more I, excuse me, I've been around, you know, some of the older guys, like shout out to DBA, him and his father that ran XICW. Uh, being around that, I know a little bit more about that history. I can't say the same for a lot of the other promotions in our state alone.
0: Reaper, what about you? Do you go back and study the history of wrestling in Michigan? So, uh,
2: now that uh, i have you know, in the business, I'm starting to get a lot more knowledge just kind of being around the older guys like the AOD said, you know, DBA, Jamie Cox, mm-hmm. you know, more legends around the area, but just listening, having your ears open, really, in the the locker room, just listening and absorbing everything. So um, we're starting to get it together, you know. We'll we'll have all the history before long, so.
0: Of course, in more recent times, uh, you said that you enjoyed TNA wrestling, which, of course, now is Impact. And they have used a lot of Michigan-based guys over the years, Rhino, the Motor City Machine Guns, uh, people like that have very big names in the wrestling industry out of Michigan. Uh, On the other side of things at WWE, Zach Gowan, a Michigan native, Mm -hmm. made a pretty big Mm -hmm. splash for a few years. Do you guys run into some of the national names that – might be working the local independent team still
1: yes yes we we actually do
0: yeah quite a bit of people actually so
1: we're very blessed in that aspect of it and shout out to those guys like Rhino, know, alex shelley uh zach gowan i haven't had the opportunity to meet him yet but he normally sometimes will come up to the house of truth where we were formerly trained
2: i have got to meet zach gowan super nice guy um even Jason Hotch right yeah, now. Jason Hotch. Uh, Sam Beale. Yeah, su- the Suplex Shogun. Jackson Stone. Mm-hmm. Um, Trey Miguel. Got to talk to Trey Miguel a couple times. Uh, who else?
1: Been quite a few names.
2: Yeah, the list is growing. So very blessed to get to meet some of these bigger names in the industry.
0: Vince? Hmm start of the pandemic a few years ago, one of the things that has changed quite a bit in professional wrestling, which in in your careers probably haven't noticed that you haven't been in as long, but live streaming and having independence on uh, streaming services such as the Roku channel and IWTV and Powerbomb.tv and things of that nature has become more widespread. So there are more people with the ability to watch a local independent company from anywhere in the world than ever before. Previously, an independent company would not reach out more than say, 20 to 30 miles as far as fan base went. Now they can be all over the world having fans watching what they do and buying merchandise online and so forth. I know companies are still easing into having that streaming presence and the television presence, but have the two of you trained, studied, how to wrestle in front of the cameras for a wider television audience versus wrestling for just the people that are in the arena.
2: So at the house of truth, that's one of the things that they try to tell us like day one, like hard cam. They try to explain that to us very like early on. Ring
1: positioning. Ring
2: positioning huge. Um, so we,
1: and being a is also like yeah. another pillar of what they teach.
2: So I do feel like, you know, we could learn a few things. We're still very young, but for the most part, we do train to be on camera.
1: Make moments of everything as well. Like if was always a break or whatever, just, you know, absorb that moment, make it yours, all eyes on you,
0: stuff like that. I was a- newer tag team when you go to different companies and have your first matches are you noticing that a lot of fans know who you are before you have that first match are they recognizing you from streaming services or from other independent companies or do you go into a lot of these places and it's takes a little bit of time to get the fans to know who you are. Well,
2: I I personally feel like it's about half and half. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're getting to that point where now we go to certain companies and their fans that know who we are, even though we haven't been there. But one thing I can say is that if they don't know who we are, by the time we walk in, by the time we walk out, yeah, they know who we are. They'll definitely remember They're us. They're going to remember us, and that's one thing that we – take great pride in is to make sure that when we leave out of there, we made an a, impression on somebody in that. Ground. Even
1: if it's a kid, even it's, even if it's somebody's dad, mom, grandma, grandpa, we just, we really just want to get that impact on them. That way it brings not just them and their families, but it brings their friends and their friends, friends to more shows to those companies.
0: How often times wrestlers will very vividly for the rest of their career remember that first time that a fan approached them for an autograph or asked to have a picture with them or sold a t-shirt. AOD, do you have that memory of the first time a fan approached you and wanted like a keepsake to take home with them?
1: Uh, yes, actually I do. It had I don't remember the specific time frame, but it was a kid and he walked up to me and was like,
0: can I get an autograph?
1: And my partner was nowhere to be found, but he asked me, so I was like, you want an autograph? All right, cool. And I was like, you want to take a picture too? He was like, yeah. So I signed it. We took a picture and uh, his dad actually put a picture of us on his son's wall. So both, the both pictures we signed were autographed.
0: Christian, what about you? Do you have that moment ingrained in you or a fan wanted to have that keepsake to take home with you? Yeah, so I have a
2: moment uh, that actually, it meant a whole lot to me. I think a lot of people, their first time, you know, it means a lot to them. But I was, it was my second and third match ever. They happened in one day. And, uh... After the match, the fan came up to me and he was basically just like, "Oh, you know, you're. I think you're really good. You're gonna be a champion one day." And he's like, "I would like to get a picture with you." And I'm like, "Oh, of course." And that, like, that made you know, that I don't know, it made me feel so good.
1: I touched your heart. It touched my heart. Yeah. It touched your
2: heart. It, it meant so much to me, and I and I will never forget that. I know that for a fact.
1: It means the world to both of us that we are able to just do that even if it's on a lower scale and not national you know it, it 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 means more to us that we can do it on this level that shows that we can do it on the next level and the next level and the next level always looking to give back and always looking to just pour in pour into someone
0: of course pro wrestling is something that takes a lot of its performers to areas all over the world. Uh, You might get into the business and all of a sudden you're driving four or five hundred miles to make a show. Oftentimes, wrestlers, even on the independent circuit, will be flown to places far, far away from their home base. A lot of wrestlers get on planes and they go international to Japan or to Europe or sometimes even the Middle East to do tours on the independent circuit in the last few years. That has really picked up as far as independent wrestlers traveling to points all over rather than staying confined to one specific area. I know the two of you are still new yet, but AOD, do you have the specific areas where you would like the most travel? Honestly,
1: I want to travel the world. I want to see
0: every bit of
1: the world I can. I have no desired destination to wrestle. I just want to wrestle all over the world, do what I love.
0: Reaper, what about you? Do you have a specific spot where you most want to get to travel to wrestle? So I'm I'm
2: mostly in the same boat about wanting to go all over the world. That's one of the biggest reasons I became a wrestler. Is so that I could travel the world one day. But Japan it, that you know, that speaks to me. So I'd really love to go to Japan and I would really love to go to Texas and California. And Florida too. But Japan, that's like the number one place I would really love to go.
0: We also have seen a lot of independent wrestlers being able to market themselves as far as merchandise to a wider audience with online sales and with people being recognized more often due to streaming services and social media. A generation ago, wrestlers pretty much would only sell, say, a T-shirt or maybe a hat or maybe a key ring, and it would be only the people in the arena that night that would have access to buy that. Now, with modern technology, a wrestler might make hundreds of dollars a week selling T-shirts on pro wrestling tees or online sales from fans that are watching them on the streaming services. Do you have specific merchandising and marketing goals in place as far as being able to market and produce merchandise? Uh, as
1: of right now, it's in the works. Um, I've been in contact with a few people to try to get something in motion as far as setting up a website for uh, shirts and wristbands, cups, stickers, stuff like of that nature,
2: bandanas, anything, anything.
1: really. Like, we're I'm we're, it's in talks with a lot of people. We're just also going over between ourselves too. It's, it's just a smart. I think it's a smart investment to be. To be completely honest.
0: Absolutely, a lot of wrestlers will actually make far more merchandise than they do the actual wrestling end of things, so never hurts to invest in that. We've seen in the last few years a lot more of a national presence for professional wrestling. Fifteen years ago, it was pretty much WWE and... TNA, and that was pretty much it, except for the independents. Now, if you look at national television, you have WWE, AEW, Impact, New Japan, Ring of Honor, technically, and Wow Women of Wrestling, all at the national level. Do you think that in the era that we're in right now, wrestling might be on the verge of another boom era if it's not already? Absolutely. Oh
1: yeah. Absolutely. There's so much there's so many talented guys out here. Like us personally knowing a a bunch and is this amazing to see like we are the next generation that that will carry that torch.
0: At the House of Truth, I know you're well trained there and it's a very, very reputable school, but most wrestlers have that one move or that one hold that no matter how much they try, they struggle with getting it exactly right or making it look like it goes exactly right. AOD, I'll start with you. Do you have that move or hold that is sort of elusive to you no matter how much you try to get it right?
1: Mm, I
0: would say it would be an arm drag.
1: I think think personally it's the arm drag. A lot of people say – a lot of people have told me, like, my trainers, uh, Truth Martini and um, Sean Tyler, they told me, like, you know – you're good like it looked good they always used to tell me that and i I'll be, i'm hard on myself so i would just be like nah it could be better it could be better i still couldn't get it so i'm just i'm still working at it though it doesn't it didn't, it didn't discourage me or anything like that
0: reaper what about you do you have something in the arsenal that you've worked on and worked on that just doesn't seem to be executed like you want yet Hmm. Well, there's one thing that I practice
2: that I would like to get down, and that is a leg drop from the top rope. Um, It's actually a tag team move that we only hit one time. We hit it one time, and I think it has some serious potential, so I'd like us to practice that together and get that down because if someone gets hit with that, there's no kicking out. Uh Uh-uh.
0: Now, can you also think of a move or a hole that maybe you don't necessarily use it very often, but it's something that you have in your arsenal that might surprise people based on your normal style or your experience that you would use?
2: I do. I I actually use a, like, over-the-back Famouser, know. I'm a bigger dude, heavier set guy, so not too many people expect me to be able to move fast or jump high, and I'll just jump over their back and hit a Famouser, and a lot of times I'll get a pop on it.
0: Oh, to be fair, Billy Gunn hits that on the regular, and he is 65, 280 pounds, so big guys can hit that for sure. Oh, yeah. Being new to the sport also will mean that the two of you are learning sort of the ins and outs of being a professional wrestler as far as the etiquettes involved and the business things. It often takes guys a while to grasp sort of the intricate nature of wrestling etiquette and how to do business correctly. AOD I'll start with you. Do you feel like you were prepared coming out of the house of truth as far as what to do in the locker room and how to conduct business?
1: Yes, sir, absolutely. Um it's also for me personally, I'm just real big on giving people their respect. Even if they don't know me, I'm gonna give them give them my respect. That way they know like I'm not trying to be rude. I'm not trying to come across in no type of way, and that's that's just me. And being at the house of truth, they practice. We, I, we uh, I'm sorry, we practice etiquette a lot, shaking each other's hands when we walk through the door, stuff of that nature, introducing ourselves.
0: Reaper, what about you? Were you feeling like you were prepared for sort of the behind the scenes type of? situations in professional wrestling.
2: Yeah, I feel like I was pretty prepared. Um, like the AOD said, at the House of Truth, we do – the trainers there take a, a good amount of time explaining those types of things to us. They they make sure to tell us the small things, and that's, like, one of the smaller things that's actually big. So they make sure to tell us about that, you know, like you said, shaking hands on the way in, on the way out. Um You know, just giving everyone their respect, all that, and and mostly just, like, staying out of politics in the locker room. Mm -hmm. You know, obviously there's politics in anything you ever do. Uh, But as long as you just kind of mind your own and give everyone respect and,
0: you know, everything's smooth. Mm -hmm. Being that you guys are fairly new, Oftentimes, rookies will go to people with more experience and they will ask for those people to watch their matches and give feedback and let them know if they see anything wrong that they're doing and oftentimes let them know if they see something right that they have done that they should continue to do. Do the two of you approach the more veteran wrestlers to ask them to watch what you're doing, or do you tend to stay more to yourselves in that situation? Yeah. So
2: uh, we always, you know, we always go and talk to the older guys in the locker room because that's who has the knowledge. So we make sure to go, you know, we try to sit by them. We try to, you know, ask them to watch our matches we ask them to send us things if they see something that they think we would look good doing, mm-hmm. you know, so we definitely look we look to them uh, to you know give us that you know guide the way for us. So yeah, we, we definitely uh yeah, we definitely go out of our way to get them to watch our matches, and then we are also super blessed because a lot of them will watch our matches even if we don't ask. So you know we're just thankful for that.
0: Being a tag team, you probably are aware that tag team wrestling over the years has been up and down as far as popularity and as far as being what promoters will focus on during shows. Sometimes tag team wrestling is red hot and you'll see a lot of permanent tag teams that are main eventing shows and doing very well. Other times tag team wrestling is more of an afterthought and you see more makeshift teams the permanent teams out there. Do you as a team look at things like how tag team wrestling is cycling to be able to stay ahead and are you succeeding as a tag team? Or do you sort of take that up and down cycle as it comes?
1: I mean, with us being new to the business, we're fortunate that tag wrestling is pretty hot right now. And with promotions focusing on tag teams, it kind of puts us more in a good spotlight as well to, you know, get over with the crowd or, you know, as being healed, getting booed by the crowd. Um, it's just honestly, even that even if we were singles competitors, we knew we were tag teams. We knew we were a tag team before. Like it's just it's all about how you communicate with a person and just being able to make it work with or without them being there. At least in my opinion.
0: Now LD being somewhat new, I don't know. If- You have seen this much, but one of the things all wrestlers will eventually have happen is an injury, whether it's something sort of minor or something a little more catastrophic happens. Injuries are a natural part of the wrestling business. Mm -hmm. What are some of the injuries that you have seen happen on shows you've done? Well, I'm 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 gonna speak personally
1: on this one. Um, I just had a surgery three weeks ago on my meniscus. I had a meniscectomy. Uh, and you know, recovery is only six weeks, but I'll, I'm taking my time to get back into the ring. That way, I'm a hundred percent, and I don't want to give nothing less than a thousand. Um, but you know, being on shows and seeing guys get hurt, I I don't see as much of it, or if they are hurt, they're not telling people besides whoever you know whoever they work with or whatever but it's not always known as a public thing if you if you understand what i'm saying um but you know and it's just about taking time and and being able to just rehab and keep it going it's
0: always about the positivity too with it within it two of you probably at this point have caught on that one of the more underappreciated, overlooked parts of wrestling is that of the referee. A referee can usually save a bad match and make it look better than it was. On the flip side, a bad referee can really make a good match, go south in a Mm -hmm. hurry. If they're in there with younger wrestlers, a referee that knows what they're doing can actually lead the match for the younger wrestlers. Reaper, who would you say are some of the better referees that you've encountered so far?
2: Um, so there's a guy named Tango Jones, real good ref. Um, Greg, I'm not sure what his last name is. Sorry, Greg. Yeah, I believe it's Clayton, very good ref. Um, George, George, he's also a Pennsylvania native too. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, George makes things a thousand times easier when I'm out there. It's good to have, you know, like you said, a great referee makes the difference. It really does.
0: Another overlooked part of the business, which is vital is the ring announcer. They usually are the face of the company as far as the fans' mind because that's who they see in a ring. That's who's giving them information on all of the shows and social media and merchandise, everything they need to know. Rightly or wrongly, the fans oftentimes will associate the ring announcer with having authority within the promotion Bad ring announcers can really tank a show because fans get lost really easy if the ring announcer doesn't know what they're doing and doesn't keep them engaged with the proper information. Good ring announcers can really bring a crowd up, even if the wrestling itself is a little bit slower. AOD, who would you say are some of the better ring announcers out there? Um.
1: Yeah, Annie O'Neal, uh, who else? <clears throat> Ross. Ross, absolutely, MC Ross. He's uh, also the ring announcer for XICW um, and for Us Wrestling. Annie for TKW and Grizzly Pro as well. And New Age, I'm sorry. And I, honestly, for where we work as of right now, those are the only – I would say the only two ring announcers as well that we that are the best we haven't been around a lot of ring announcers.
0: well, hopefully that will change as you grow and travel out of the area absolutely I the two of you. Are probably still learning this, but one of the most essential things to the success of a traveling wrestler is the actual physical travel bag. A lot of wrestlers will invest good money in a good traveling bag because that's where their livelihood sits, and it's very vital to get that to and from and be able to Utilize it efficiently. Some wrestlers will just throw their gear into anything and take it to a show as is. AOD, I'll start with you. Did you research and look into specific gear bags, or did you have something in place already when you started, or was that something you didn't really give much consideration to so far? Um, to be got, quite honest
1: with you, no, I did not like do any research. Uh, I kind of just keep my gear in, in, in the, I'm sorry, in the gym bag and make sure everything is in there that's needed, and uh, and I I just keep it pushing.
0: Reaper, what about you? Did you sort of look into options for gear bags, or did you sort of just go with what you had? Um,
2: I've, like, looked into it, but I have a backpack, you know, good old reliable Reebok backpack, and it's done me well for years. So I kind of just put my stuff in there, It it's big enough to hold everything I need. It's good
0: for me. Part about wrestling that a lot of fans in today's age may not years ago in order to learn anything outside of the local bubble that was just in their own area they would have to go to the store and buy wrestling magazines and read about whatever it was that the magazines were writing on different areas a lot of wrestlers even to this day, look forward to the annual PWI 500, which is sort of a rite of passage for a lot of independent wrestlers to make. They're still out there, even though they are more scarce than they were just a few years ago even. But AOD, do you still pay attention to the magazines and look at what's going on in that aspect of things, or do you not really? Pay attention to that i really don't pay attention to it
1: i mean i mean personally i magazines are now on phones but i i'm a busy guy so i really don't always have time to read the magazines. but i mean they're interested i'm we're here
0: reaper what about you do you still check out what the magazines are talking about so, you know, I'll get a lot of my information from YouTube
2: uh, instead of, like, reading a magazine. But there's always people talking about what's going on in the wrestling world on YouTube or Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, you know, those things. So I, I stay kind of, you know, in the in the loop of what's going on, but I mostly get it off of social media instead of a magazine. But, you know, if I see... I see a magazine that looks interesting enough. I'll read it.
0: Fair enough. Now, the two of you, we talked earlier about uh, travel to other places and so forth, but being where you are, you are fairly close to Canada, which is a fertile ground for professional wrestling. There's lots of wrestling up in Canada at the independent level. AOD, have you ever even uh, looked at wrestling in Canada, or have you made a trip up there?
1: Um, Down a lot, well, in the near future. I actually do want to go wrestling in Canada. Um, As of right now, with me still being out right now, I won't be able to travel, but I'm very open to it.
0: Reaper, what about you? Do you have your eyes on Canada as a place to wrestle soon since geographically it's pretty oh, close?
2: Sure. Oh, for sure. Um, the fact that it's close, but the fact of how many greats have came out of Canada. You know, so there's history there, and there's things that I can learn and the AOD can learn, and we're all about that. So, and And to be the best, we want to be the best of the best be the best you gotta learn from the best so we are extremely open to wrestling in Canada it's a bit hard to find you know promotions that I don't necessarily know what I'm like looking for who I'm looking for sometimes
1: Mm
2: -hmm. Uh, but if I got the chance I would love to wrestle there
0: the two of you probably also have noticed that In independent wrestling, the actual physical rings can vary quite a bit. Some promotions have very, very good rings that are well-made and are comfortable to wrestle in mostly. There are also promotions that have seeming death traps out there that wrestlers hope not to have to take a single bump in during the course of their match it's a wide gamut of rings, tall rings, short rings, 20 feet, 16 feet. There's a lot of differences on the independent circuit. AOD, do you have a very specific favorite ring in which you wrestle? Um, that's a good, that is an
1: awesome question. That's a good one. Um, I mean, besides the the ring at the House of Truth, I would say it would be Greg's ring because it's what eight, I think either eighteen by eighteen, or or is it sixteen by sixteen?
2: I can't quite remember. That's all I remember.
1: It's but it's a fairly you know decent sized ring. It's very good to bump in stuff like that. It's high I, up. Yeah, it's high up off the ground, so you oversee the crowd. Makes us look a little bit bigger. <laughs> Um, I love that ring, to be honest
0: with you. Uh, do you have a preference, either one of you, when it comes to the size of the ring? I know some people like the 16-feet ring, some people like 18-feet ring. There might be some weird anomalies of guys that like the 14-feet ring, but do you have a preference when it comes to size? I feel like I like the bigger rings because you know we're bigger dudes, so it gives us more space to do what we need to
2: get done. Yeah. Um so I think it's better to have a bigger ring so I don't feel like we're crowded. Yeah, you're you know, you don't want to have to
1: everybody.
2: Yeah. Especially in a tag team match. Yeah. Sometimes you need it to be a bigger ring if you have certain spots called. So yeah, I would like the eighteen by 18s.
0: Fair enough. Also a variation on the rings and there are people that feel very, very strongly on both sides. Some people prefer cables. Some people prefer real rope. Do you guys have a preference when it comes to that? Mm, I think in my
2: personal experience I think I like cables a little bit more Um, I think the the actual ropes are a little bit more forgiving on the body Um, but if I'm trying to really move across that ring at a fast pace like I need to I like the the, cables
0: professional wrestling as Especially when it comes to the independent wrestling has a wide assortment of various types of wrestling gear that we see. Uh, people have a lot of different gimmicks which means they have a lot of different, they wrestle in as far as uh, what they wear. There's a lot of gear makers out there that do very, very solid work. There's a lot of people that have designed a lot of creative things. And of course, especially at the independent level, you see guys that wear what they show up to the venue in to wrestle. So there's a lot of variants out there. But from what you have seen at shows you've been to personally, disqualifying yourself from the equation, AOD, who would you say has the best looking wrestling gear.
1: To be honest, I I'm I'm real good, I'm real big on style, I'm real big on color schemes. So, to be quite honest with you, I feel like every person in, in locker rooms that we in they have their own swag. Like if I was in a locker room with I've been in locker rooms with Jason Hodge. Jason Hayes got the cut-off uh hoodie with with the trunks, um, and Sam Beal with the bush like, you know, uh, gear. And, um, who else? Trey Miguel, his gear is all, on fire. Mm mm-hmm. three, uh, um, son of DBA, also, Great Tiger. His I, I like the Great Tiger's gear.
0: All right. Well, we're getting down to the last few minutes of the show, and I want to make sure both of you have plenty of time. If there's anything at all you want to say to our listeners today, if you want to plug and promote absolutely anything from social media to appearances to merchandise to cream shop, anything at all, floor is all yours. KOD, will start with you. Okay, you guys can follow me
1: at um, the the official AOD1 on Instagram. And I wanted to send you guys a huge shout-out and a huge thank you for listening, and thank you to you guys having us on today. It's, we really appreciate it, and I'm very grateful to be where I am right now. So thank you.
0: Reaper, how about you? Do you have some things you'd like to say, plug, and promote?
2: Yeah, so the first thing,
0: I'd like to promote my Instagram page, uh, Q
2: underscore baby 007. Go ahead and follow me. Uh, You know, we're there posting our wrestling highlights, uh, posters for shows, our promos that we cut, all those types of things, and um, the one thing I want to say is that I truly believe one day that we could be the best tag team in the world. And I'd like all you guys to keep your eyes out for us and just, you know, just watch out for us because we're, we're for the people. That's who we can do this for. Yeah, we want to do it to be, you know, have money and all that stuff, but we do it because we love the fans. We love the energy they give us, and we're going to give you guys the most of my energy we have every time.
1: We're going to give you all a 1,000%. Like, every every show, every match, you know, I, we want to give our all, and we want to, to, and we want that to resonate with everybody. If you're going to chase your dreams, if you want to do and achieve anything, you put your mind to, give it your all. Plain and simple. There's no shortcuts. There's hard work. Sometimes it can. Sometimes you can overthink about it, and just just always remember, you're doing it for a reason. So, and also, um, I want to plug my Facebook on here as well. It's Angel Morero. Um and Quentin Logan on Facebook as well. Um, That's all all I got to say, and thank you guys again. Yeah, I'd like to
2: thank you for having us as well. Um, I really enjoyed answering these questions.
0: I feel like you asked some really good questions, so thank you, man.
2: Appreciate those questions.
0: Well, you guys are always welcome back. We appreciate you taking the time today to be with us, and best of luck to you as you guys continue onward in your career. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, sir. Appreciate it. Well, thanks. If you have not already, get out there and support Grim Reality. Great tag team. Just getting started, really. So make sure you get out there. Jump on the bandwagon early. And don't forget, you can find me tomorrow in Las Vegas at Versus Pro Wrestling. That is on Sahara Avenue. So find me there. If you see me around Las Vegas, come say hello. Also, we will be taking Sunday off this particular week since I will still be in the Las Vegas area catching a show to see some of our local Northwest guys up in a Las Vegas setting. Next week, we'll be back with you, though, next Friday, next Sunday. We have some great guests lined up, so make sure you have to be with us get out there, support your local independents wherever they may be and we will talk to you soon
1: okay thank you
0: thank you sir